Blasting through the corona mist, you found it. The Japan Watch podcast, blowing hot air on the back end of Tokyo. I'm your co-host, Matt Bigelow. And I'm Tom Molesky. We bring you the inner workings of Japan with an outsider's perspective and zero insight. Zero insight guaranteed, my friends. We may not even recognize you wearing a mask. How can we explain anything and give you insight? Not even my facial recognition is that good. Nobody's is. Boom. Boom. All right. Well. How's everything going? Oh, you know, fine and dandy. <laughs> There's a billion people under lockdown, I but know. I'm not one of them. <laughs> it, it doesn't affect me, so who cares? Yep, that's the way I see it. I'm on an island nation that's known for separating itself from the rest of the world. Japan. Yeah. Sakoku is back, and I love it. Yeah. Well, Except the rest of the world's doing it. It's like social distancing. Oh, I thought we already did that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. My life has not changed. Not really. At all. Except there's fewer people getting in my way when I'm outside. Yeah, exactly. It's like, well, I hate to trivialize this, but right now it doesn't seem so bad. Yes. Yeah. But um, so, uh, we'll discuss I'm that I'm waiting more, for though. COVID-20. Yeah, I know, right? That's going <laughs> to... It only affects you in your house. You have to leave your house more. But anyway, yeah. So I've had a lot of time to think. Mm. So I have uh, dangerous bring, bringing back a, a segment that I was hoping we would do more of, but haven't because things just get more interesting. Hi or not high? Okay, I have two highs or not highs. Well, let's hear them. Okay, the first high or not high is that boomers are obsessed with lamps. And Gen X, Millennials, and Zoomers, not so much. Hmm. If you think back to all of the, the houses that Boomers have and nobody else has. Yeah, okay. Fair they're, they're, there's lamps everywhere. They had like lighting lamps and lamps on the tables and big lamps and it was ornate. And lamps were everywhere. And you would go into shopping malls and centers and there'd be like lamp stores and lighting stores. Uh, but uh, everybody else doesn't really... I wonder how the lamp industry is doing when we compare the boomers' obsession with lamps and decor with the, with the minimalist approach to life that a lot of Gen X's, millennials, and Zoomers have. High or not high? Um, I think you're actually lamps. onto something. I don't know if that's a high. I think, you're, I think you're right, and I think it ties into the housing market and fewer people owning their own homes. Um, so yeah, I, I'm like, uh, well, okay, you might have stumbled upon it in a in a uh, high state of being, but I think you're actually clicked onto it pretty uh, well. The it, it has affected the lamp industry, and I think boomers would show off their lamps in a way. They would I, position the lamps. Would one person remember when those yeah. tall, skinny lamps? That would reflect off the ceiling yes. became popular. Actually, and I had remember like a that dimmer on them, and yes. you couldn't put your hand over them because they're yeah. too hot. Right, I do those. Uh, do you know yeah. anyone your age with one of those lamps? Well, this is the thing. Okay, when I was in university, one of my um, uh, friends, actually, who had a fair bit of money, actually bought one of those and had it, and we were all very impressed that he had one of those in his dorm room. But since then, there is not a lamp worthy moment that I can recall, and that was at least 30 years ago. Yeah, so, so there we go. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll lean towards high, but I say it was, um, it was a reflective moment that we all benefited from. Well, I'm glad I could shine some light yeah. on that situation. <laughs> nice. Good, nice. <laughs> the, the other one, the other one is there is a... Shocking similarity for no reason that I can determine. Okay. That, of course, we all know that when you put like a, a, a beautiful woman yes. on a car, right. she's 30 times more beautiful. Mm, We're yeah. just like, whoa. It could be the best bikini model yeah. without a car or a mediocre bikini model with the car. Okay. I'm going with the girl with the car because I'm like, whoa, look at she's on the car. I always think, I always feel bad if they're in a bikini. But. And, yes? Okay. It's the same thing with girls that. on skis. Well, this is the high and not high. Okay, okay. So, gr girls on cars. Okay. Is the same beauty X factor mm -hmm. as to girls on skis. Now, okay. 
Now, we'll, we'll get back to the thing with you feeling sure, sure, so-called sure. bad about girls on with bikinis on cars. Okay, so I don't you believe say, you, by the way. Uh, do you ever? Um, this is bikini girls on skis. Yes, I don't see too many of those, but when you do, I just see in both cases that they're the victim of the elements. Swing. Yeah, I don't know. Like if I think skiing, it must be freezing out, and they're in bikinis. Well. Maybe when I'm just ski, getting to that you, age. You exert a lot of heat. Okay, fair and, enough. Uh, there's there's some Russian festivals where it's just Russian women, bikinis and skis. I haven't seen a lot of those. To be fair, I've seen a lot more but bikini girls on cars. Pretty good. Okay, all right. So, but that's <laughs> that's the high or not high. Yes. The X, the beauty X factor of mm-hmm. girls on cars for some reason is yes. the same as bikini girls on skis. Is it a motion thing? I don't know. Is it? Well, okay, I'm going to go with high on this one. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> high first. Let me uh, just say this. I just start feeling bad. Be- um, I have worked occasionally on um, shoots like that, modeling shoots, and all I know is there's a huge amount of downtime between the shots. So if they are wearing, um, for example, bikinis, and they're taking it in a winter uh, scenario on skis. There's a lot of time where they're just waiting around for them to get the lights right or the reflectors right or the right lens and everything like that, freezing their ass off. Uh, whether or not they have like heaters or coats or anything, that depends on, on the budget of the actual shoot. So low budget, somebody would actually be there freezing in a bikini saying, somebody, please just stand near me to block the wind. Same thing with girls on cars. A hot summer day, you don't want to sit on a car roof, Okay. No, you you that that hurts, that burns, and that's almost exactly the same thing. It's a little easier on the downtime, but now I'm I'm seeing a imagining a woman smiling, but kind of gritting her teeth, saying, "Just five more seconds, I gotta hold on." Okay, ignore burning flesh. Yeah. <laughs> so now maybe it's just the my age. I'm just feeling bad whenever I see that. I'm oh, like, oh, really? that shoot must have been awful. I just think, yeah, and then move on with my life. <laughs> I think that just reflects the difference in our ages and perhaps hormonal levels. Hormonal levels. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. That's all I need from her. Okay. How about then, how are you affected by, um, let's say, different means of transportation? How about um, bikini girls um, on the subway? Yeah, it, it, it's suspicious. Okay. I, I, I wonder... They're probably running away from something. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're they're doing. I'm. There's going to be somebody with a hidden camera somewhere okay. trying to get me uh-huh. looking at their trying to peek out of the side of my glasses, looking at their butt cracks. Okay. I don't. Yeah. I, I would. I would assume they're up to some sort of weird social media experiment, trying to mm. out people. Uh, unbeknownst to them, it's like Project Veritas. Oh, okay. Uh, right. Except it's for um, perverts on subways. Okay. How about a bikini girl pulling a gin rickshaw? That's hot. <laughs> I'm getting behind that. <laughs> yeah, well, clearly. <laughs> nice. That's two already. Wow, yeah. you got some zingers today. <laughs> oh. Well, okay, definitely hi, and we've just actually shared more about ourselves than the actual concept. <laughs> exactly. That's what high or not high is That's all about. That's what high about, not high is all about. Yeah, it's, it's framing it in a, in a certain way that uh, gets to some hidden truths with zero insight. Yes, and always at the cost of my embarrassment. Indeed. Indeed. My goodness. Next thought. Moving on. Yes. Is the coronavirus a psyop? At first, I'd be I would have tended to have agreed with you a few weeks back. Nowadays, I don't know. It is interesting, though. I'll say this: um, a friend of mine at work brought this up. Actually, it was Dean, so I'll just say his name. Um, What's up, Dean? Dean told me he was like, you know, it's it's a bit odd that none of us know anyone who's actually infected. Yeah. So because they're all in their eighties. Yeah, uh, and he's like. You know, in fact, you don't even know anyone who knows someone who's infected, which is, uh, and when he said it like that, I was like, yeah, God, that's right. And so not that's that, why we have to shut down the entire, uh, that's why well, entire countries have to shut down yeah. and uh, make everybody not work or gather mm-hmm. and uh, print out government PDF files to indicate reasons to the authorities why you're leaving your house. Okay. Uh, and and is it, over, is it an overreaction? 
Yeah, it could be. But I know you and I were both saying a few weeks back that closing the schools suddenly was a bit of an overreaction, and now it seems to be less so compared to Italy, compared to um, even the states now. Yeah. And the other thing you were, I, I think you also mentioned was some of the uh, video footage of Wuhan, how they were downplaying it, but you, were, you saw body bags in the background. Yeah. That, so we have to choose a side on this one, I, know. I think. The, right? Well, for me, there's the self-isolation. Uh-huh. Then there is the quarantine. Yeah. And then there is lockdown. Yeah, yeah. And okay. so the lockdown for me is getting a little bit too crazy. Okay. So that's where I kind of say, uh, in, in Japan, we're kind of a, uh, responsible mm-hmm. in many ways. Adults are pretty responsible. We're a lot more prone to self-isolating, I yeah, think, in general. So it's not as big a leap for a lot of us. Um, quarantine, self-quarantine. But as soon as you get government-mandated quarantine, that's where I kind of go. It sounds like a lot of people in middle management are overreacting. Yeah, um, but and also, though, okay, this also suits Japanese-style politics a lot better because the prime minister could come out and recommend it, and 90% of the businesses will just shut down, even though he hasn't mandated it. Right. So there's also that. Kind of get the hint. Yeah. Most of Japanese customs is passively, aggressively getting other people to do things. Right, right. And it's also low con. It's a a very, um, was it? A high-contact society. Yeah. So um, you can't, you don't have to say anything directly. You just have to have people read the room. Yeah. So in this case, that's why we've avoided any sort of government-mandated shutdown, just an encouragement. Mm -hmm. So, I mean... I guess we've uh, seen the live houses shut down right. and groups. We had the pianist guy have his tour canceled. Right. So yeah. there's been a lot of, mm-hmm. on the entertainment side of things, yeah. it's basically a shutdown. Well, that's the first thing to go, you know? I mean, that's the first thing you can afford to lose is, is entertainment, unfortunately. Um, but, but yeah, um, I think we've already seen kind of a, uh, a few worst case scenarios. And, is it an overreaction? Well, it depends. Are we ha- are we fine with having America become like Italy? And nothing against Italy. I'm not trying to bash anyone, but the amount of fatalities in that case has already exceeded China. Well, we, but we can't trust Chinese numbers. Okay, but so but the, but that, the most a lot of the deaths in Italy are really old people in the okay. north, yep. and that's Italy's uh, manufacturing okay um, center, sure, sure. which the Chinese bought out. Oh, wow. Over the past okay. 25 years. Okay. And there were direct flights ongoing between oh, Manila and Wuhan okay. City, which is where the deadly strain of the virus comes from. Because oh, there's two strains that right. were covered okay. earlier. And there was just all of these people from Wuhan mm. piling into the northern part of Italy. And then Italy, everybody is so social justice warrior over there at the yeah. moment, where they had hug a Chinese, don't be racist oh, campaigns. See, yeah. And so you had all of these people in their 20s hugging Chinese people everywhere, coming from Wuhan, working in the factories. Mm. And Italy has a close-knit society for its family members. So all of those people hugging Chinese people may have gone home to their grandparents and Mm -hmm. spread it that way. Or nurses, you know, carrying it from their catching it from their, their sister or brother who sure, are sure. hugging Chinese people well, to be and then spreading f- okay. it around all of these yeah. uh, elder care centers. And that's one of the reasons why the numbers are so high. I don't know if I'd blame political correctness for that, but isn't, isn't that just generally cultural? I mean, okay, so we want to be don't more Don't be welcome. racist, hug a Chinese. Yeah. That's, did, that's did a, that, that's was a, that a, that the actual there slogan? Was th- there was three different hashtags being promoted, okay. uh, and they were taking YouTube videos and trying to get them to go viral. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying. But um, then again, also, if, if I took those two cultures, what was the culture that would be more tendency to kind of embrace the other? I would definitely go with the, you know, the Italian side. Yeah. So, I mean, in that... I mean, that's how. But that's the, another way chi- of how the to Chinese speak. media companies were promoting "Hugga Chinese" in Italy yeah, okay. and putting it into Chinese media from the South China Morning Post or something like okay. that to then promote uh, China is safe through oh, through see. media. Okay. I don't know if I could see it as a conspiracy. It's just like a major f up. You know what I mean? Psyop. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I, I would, you know, I jump on that boat, but it seems like it's just incompetence again. A lot of I'm the... always going to go with the incompetence uh, option. Me, me you too. Know. That's a good point. But no, I mean, and maybe that's good that you go with conspiracy. I go with incompetence, and yeah. we, we, you know, debate it out. So. I, I'm more on the incompetence side. Uh, what I'm trying to, 
yeah, okay. It's turn. It, it's an f up turned yeah. into a psyop right, to cover right. everybody's tracks. So and middle I mean, management doesn't yeah. catch the the brunt. All of the deaths in Iran measure. as well. Iran yeah. has a huge manufacturing hub powered by the Chinese. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, that makes a. I mean, if uh, I don't personally, I haven't seen the data, but if that's true, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So, yeah. It, well, it's interesting also when you say psyop. It's like at any time, point in time, it could become a psyop. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. like it's this stiffly laid out plan that is okay from beginning to end it's always like okay well let's let's add a factor and see what happens kind of thing it can at any point in time become a human experiment can't it yeah don't let a good tragedy go to waste right yeah yeah said, you know yeah. so exactly. i'm always on the lookout for when it when it when it becomes something else entirely yeah yeah um might as well not let it go to waste right so, well how is it um sorry yeah go please ahead. go ahead in canada now how is it Everybody's terrified. Yeah, they are. And and there, there's hardly any cases. It's like 18 cases. Yeah. And we don't know if it's the deadly strain right. or the like the non-deadly strain. We can call it that. There's an S and an L type, I think. Right. Okay. Um. But uh, I remember talking to my parents a few weeks ago and uh, about this when we were like freaking out. Right. Right. And they were like, "Ah, it's fine. Whatever. Blah blah blah." And mm-hmm. then just a couple of days ago, it's boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Wuhan, Wuhan, Wuhan. Flu, 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 yeah. flu. Yeah. Run away, run away, run away. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, I think actually once it started to hit other countries really strongly, then it started to hit home that it could be. I think actually Japan's response, whether or not it's completely honest or not, kind of put a few people's minds at ease because it wasn't spreading nearly as quickly as it was in other countries. So people were thinking, well, you know, we've had less exposure than that country. It's not going to affect us as badly. And um, then politicians often took up that and and ran with it like Trump did. So um, and then but then kind of you know, it kind of really hit the fan and then it kind of exploded in one area or two areas or, th- or more and then everyone panicked. And what's what's interesting is that yeah. in America right now, like California is on lockdown. Yeah. yeah New yeah, York yeah. is on lockdown. Right. Are those, are these, are those Democratic or Republican states? True. Yeah. <laughs> Very blue. Very blue. I, I, th- I saw that. I was like, I thought I thought it was supposed to be like the the crazy neocons oh, that wanted to <laughs> that wanted to uh, point fingers yeah, and, yeah. and control everybody yeah and, and I was like wait a minute yeah interesting <laughs> okay that's a that's a good point though you're right we've never gotten into these topics on the show it's the first no, time and I'm no. not really too interested in yeah it's yeah. really easy to pursue and waste a lot of time but uh, that's the first word the T the T word came up yeah yeah interesting um, so that's what I kind of go mm-hmm. is this becoming a way to garner control or to um, for governments to say cover up for mass spending like ill spending yeah. or, or um, yeah. some sort of initiative that was not going well at all and there's right. no money left in the social security pockets and right. this is a way to lay responsibility on that yeah, yeah yeah it can always come back go back red home. or blue whatever color you fucking want they're all they're all the same to me yeah. yeah 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 I'm a political atheist right <laughs> <laughs> but bringing it bringing it back to Japan. I got a couple of um, Olympics news because oh, okay. the, the yeah. coronavirus is affecting everything. The yeah. Wuhan flu. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I should actually. Okay. So before we, we can we're gonna get the, get the news. Okay. Uh, but I I, I want to say when this thing started spreading, I had this jingle. Everybody was a kung flu fighting. <laughs> Which now seems way too <laughs> glib. It's, it's, it's beyond the... It, it really does comparatively change how it, the feelings, you know what I mean? Like, before it was it was hysterical. Now it's just like, ooh, oh dear. So I, I made a new one. Okay, and this fair one, enough. This one tries to reflect what we're kind of talking about and how the fear machine is, is in motion. Coronavirus. If the Wuhan flu doesn't kill you, then media panic will. Now do whatever the government tells you to do. I didn't realize you could hire neurotic demon overlord. Yes, he's on call. <laughs> he has a great phone. <laughs> so yeah, I think it, I think this one. Everybody was a kung flu. Should fighting. be replaced by this one. Coronavirus. If the Wuhan flu doesn't kill you, then media panic will. Now do whatever the government tells you to do. 
I'm just picturing one government official that actually listens to our podcast just holding his head saying, we can't win with these guys. We just can't do anything right, can we? Yes. We ha- we're very flexible. We can pivot on yeah. a dime. Oh, actually, yes. It's our own little PSYOP. So there is a, the, the PSYOP in Japan is about the Olympics. Okay. All right, um, yeah. If you go to those uh, I ones that. I showed you, I think one of the headlines should be um, Japan Olympic Committee Deputy Head okay. has coronavirus. Oh, okay. Yes. So okay. shall I go into that? Yeah. Okay. Um, with the um, with the Olympics coming up and the billions of dollars invested, mm-hmm. you start whenever you're ready. Okay. Uh, All right. Well, the Japan Olympic Committee's deputy chief Kozo Tashimi said Tuesday he had tested positive for the coronavirus. As doubts increase over whether Tokyo can safely host the summer games. From March 2nd, he visited Amsterdam for uh, for a meeting. In Amsterdam and in Europe, in early March, the level of nervousness against the novel coronavirus was not the same as now. Everyone was still doing hugs, handshakes, and cheek kissing, he said in a statement. And then he traveled to the United States. <laughs> New York, I think. Ooh, Really? <laughs> yeah. March 2nd? Yeah. Everybody knew about the coronavirus by March 2nd. Yeah. I think, though, the... Um, the, everybody knew about it, but I think the level of um, seriousness is different. Two Even weeks. though it's in two weeks, I do, I think so. Wow. I and I'm I'm wondering what was this meeting in Amsterdam? Act. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, yeah. It, it was some red light district. Yeah, right. It was like thirty minutes long. I was <laughs> marijuana protocol. I'm sure he was just examining that. Right. That's right. Mm. Yes. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Uh, that's in that that's a big setback, isn't it? <laughs> isn't that crazy? Well, ah, oh, man. Now, if you go to the next one, yes, which but wait, is, there's more. Yes, but wait, there's more. Yes, please. So, Tokyo Olympics chief Mori attended meeting with official who now has coronavirus. Mori is 82 years old. Local health authorities have contacted those believed to be at risk of contracting the virus from Tashima, but that does not include Mori. He goes to the hospital three times a week for dialysis, so if he develops fever, a fever or has other symptoms, a doctor will be able to test for it, the official from Mori's office said. Why does he go to the hospital three times a week? Because he has lung cancer. So there's no reason to check. What, I don't understand why you're, why you're laughing. That, that makes perfect sense to me. He's 80 years old. He's on dialysis. He has lung cancer. Why would you bother checking him for a... a incredibly potent strain of a virus that only affects elderly people. And how about this? Why is this guy yeah. the lead representative for the Olympics? <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> Which is all about health, fitness, youth, My God, the power yes. of the human body. It's ironic. So when we talk about how Japan responds to things, actually we could say this is where this is where things get really weird where yeah. he does not need to have this position. No. It could be going all. to somebody in their 60s who right. could then use it as part of their resume for the next 20 to 30 years of their public life. Oh god, yeah. Right? And so I don't see why this guy is the guy that gets the job. He sh- he could um, be he could be like a consultant or an assistant, but you should be putting somebody with a bright future in politics <laughs> in this type of position. So you're saying his future is Dimming, <laughs> yes. This eighty-two-year-old octogenarian. Do you think though cancer? Okay. In this case, who's do you not think... getting tested? <laughs> yes, God. Just um, so that the Olympics don't get postponed. By the way, right? Is is that it though? Is it some? Um, is it a because he's a person that will just go along with anything? Is he kind of that that stereotypical CEO in the in a meeting that's falling asleep in Japan because he doesn't really do anything or make any of the big decisions. That's probably it. Yeah. Um, I think it's, it's, this is, this is just an issue with Japan is yeah. that the, with the elite circles, mm-hmm. everybody kind of just bows to the person yeah. who's more elite than them. The and, experts. Uh, yeah. That's what happens. Yeah. It's, it's a, uh, it's, what is it like systemism? We can say it's not really about that his his age. It's about his experience and the fact that he's this person who has this experience in the system. So it's like it's systemism in Japan. Yeah, you know they really like systems, and he, yeah. he's still in that system. He still qualifies to be in this system. So the, the yeah. ism of the system is pushing pushing him to the to the top of this systemism. Well, is there an opposite of ageism, basically? 
um, that's what it seems like. Oh, uh, um, it's not a meritocracy. It's um, cruelty. Chronotocracy. Chronotocracy. Chron- I don't know. Yeah, cro- chronocracy. Chronocracy. I don't know. <laughs> Japan, what listeners? Please let us know what the hell we're talking about. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, um, interestingly, this is just as age as a number. It's not necessarily experience, uh, it, unless you just say general life experience. Um, it's more about how long you have been on this earth, particularly in Japan, that gives you the position of power. Yeah, that's about it. That's, that's about it. kind of disturbing, especially in uh, you know a society where technology is um, is changing and evolving as quickly as it is. Yeah, and uh, I I still think that I, wait when when was I put on to my job? When when did I get two weeks off with full pay? <laughs> was it, that was at the beginning of March, I think. I think I went back on March. 10th. Okay. So I was I was on I was on forced uh, leave from yeah. the end of February to mid March about yeah no so, no uh, so even then it wasn't as if schools were not closed down so I don't understand why these Olympic heads are, are going and, and kissing whores in Amsterdam just to play devil's advocate I could say that everyone was a bit shocked to hear that that was considered a very knee jerk reaction when it was announced mm. people were surprised but I mean not to take away from your point again yeah he probably he should have known better. These are the but, these are the people in charge. But look at also the coronavirus on the Diamond Princess. Health officials, um, government officials were went on board without masks, without any kind of protection. People that were running the quarantine weren't uh, covering up at all. That's right. I remember. I mean, that, now. that was just sheer incompetence. Yeah, the doctor on that ship was saying, and that yeah. was yeah, the experts kowtowing to people older than them, basically. Yeah. Not any sort of knowledge based uh, um, hierarchy. It's elitism. Yeah. We can say that. Yeah, there you go. All right. What a bunch of dicks. (laughs) (laughs) That's the conclusion we've come to. You know, I'm happy with that. I can can live with that. (laughs) They're a bunch of dicks. It's just poor leadership, you know? Yeah. The more I look around, the more we have, like, poor leadership. And it's everything is about the people above us saving face. It's more, it's like a million lives are worth one elite... um, politician not being embarrassed just think about that yeah yeah exactly <laughs> yeah and there we go like we said a bunch of dicks a bunch <laughs> of dicks and uh then finally yeah. this uh I'll, I'll read this one we don't need yeah. to read too much of it go for it and um this one just makes me kind of go more about this psyop uh, this is from uh, agence france presse uh, wuhan recovery gives hope to rest of the world from the World Health Organization itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, welding people shut in their buildings, um, dragging them around town and, and having your uh, crematoriums imported from other parts of the country. Uh, hope to the rest of the world. Um, yeah, that's great. Local media worker, uh, sorry, uh, I should say mm-hmm. March 19th. The World Health Organization said Friday that the Chinese epicenter of the coronavirus outbreak at last reporting no new cases, yeah, reporting, gave hope to the rest of the world battling the pandemic. The city of Wuhan registered no new cases of COVID-19 in 24 hours for the first time since reporting its first case in December and an outbreak that has gone on to infect more than 250,000 people around the world and kill more than 11,000 people. WHO Chief uh, Tedros Adrahanam uh, Grebiusis <laughs> spoke at a virtual news conference in Geneva. He said, Wuhan provides hope for the rest of the world that even the most severe situation can be turned around. Um, I'll stop it there. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Today I have a message for young people. You are not invincible. The virus could put you in hospital for weeks or even kill you, he said. <laughs> so mm-hmm. this guy, he is not a doctor. Yeah, yeah. He is a political. A leader from Ethiopia. Oh, okay. And he's a communist revolutionary who really likes China. Oh, and there's geez, a, really? the, the amount of influence that China has in the WHO, massive. Yeah. You know, I, I would have gone... Because the WHO, yeah. sort of because China manufactures most of the world's pharmaceuticals. That's a, Yeah, yeah. Well, then they really do have an upper hand there. You know, um, if he really believed it, he wouldn't have been at a virtual news conference, would he? I don't know. <laughs> exactly. He'd be out shaking hands. Oh, He'd man. be out making out with a corona whore. I heard he was in Amsterdam in the seventh and the second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like still giving hugs to yeah. all the lovely people there. Uh, so yeah, I think that's just crazy. 
I don't. I'm not sure how much. But I, when I see a news headline like that, yeah, and I look at the history of just two months ago, mm-hmm. I kind of go, "There's a massive difference between yeah the uh, the official narrative, yeah, 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 and what you just kind of see on on t- videos on Twitter and things like that. It's, yeah, it's two different worlds, and it's kind of hard to understand which one is the real one. You know, well, it's just the sheer amount of information that's coming in is. Um, it's difficult to filter and curate and kind of separate the truth from the the myth or the exaggeration. You know, um, how how does anyone manip- maneuver through that? I always, I mean, my rule of thumb is always like the two extreme points. It's probably somewhere in the middle. Yeah, but it's not, I always do that too, but I always feel like such a cop out. But even yeah. though that's that's the way I do it, it you tends know? to work out yeah, that it way. It does. Though. It does. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. I, I you mean, mean, the lizard people. Aren't running the world? Damn they're, it! You they're know? only half lizard. Yeah, they're half lizard. <laughs> they cut off their tails after they get into yeah. power. <laughs> um, they have great contacts. Yeah. Actually, there was a. What was I going to say? I mean, it is. I guess I wonder the the thing that most makes me believe that um, the World Health Organization might have a point is actually Japan. The fact that. Japan, but then again, you can take all of that with a huge grain of salt because yes, an eighty-two-year-old grain of salt, right? Exactly. But again, do we see people around us that are sick? Hmm. No. Are slowly the numbers are starting to go up again about um, the people kind of returning back, becoming active again, walking around the train stations. I was down in um, near uh, Chiba by the train station. It was packed um, Saturday night. Yeah. Uh, fewer masks as well yeah exactly i'm noticing that on the trains as well this is what i've been reading and hearing about like people commenting on how japan is uh handling the situation the first thing is people are kind of shocked that japan has not gone through the major like um outbreaks that the u.s and italy and iran and all of them have but they're saying that it's one of two things. Two, they've actually ridden it out, and it's going to start dying out the way it did in China. Or two, a big outbreak is coming soon. So in that way, we could almost use that as the gauge um, for whether we can believe China or not. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Hey, do you know what those... Have you, have you heard about YouTube rabbit holes? Uh, I went on this YouTube rabbit hole. Yeah. Okay. Yes, I've heard the term used, but (laughs) I did one the other day. Okay. I did a YouTube rabbit hole. Okay. I found myself in the middle of a YouTube rabbit hole, and I realized that I I I needed to preserve the moment of this rabbit hole, (laughs) and because it was such a weird place to end up, I'd never Mm -hmm. imagined I would be in this type of doing this type of YouTube rabbit hole. Okay. Okay. Let's hear it. Tim Hirschner of Cincinnati loves his Honda Civic wagon because he can fill it up with everything he needs to fill up his hot air balloon. What? Well, that took a turn. (laughs) Excuse (laughs) me. It's a commercial for a Honda Civic from like 1975. Oh, okay. And it shows him pulling out this giant hot air balloon and (laughs) filling it up with helium and then flying away into the sky. As one often does. (laughs) In 75, I guess. I I was four. I don't remember it, but it could have happened. Yeah, sure. Tim Hirschner of Cincinnati loves his Honda Civic wagon. Because he can fill it up with everything he needs to fill up his hot air balloon. <laughs> That's a rabbit hole right there. Yeah. But okay. I, I realized I was in this rabbit hole, and I, I found a great way to replace the guest intro clip. Okay? Oh, okay. Because I right. was doing this one, mm-hmm. which is kind of dramatic. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. But it's not really melodic. Yeah. So I, it I, doesn't always match the guest either. <laughs> I found this special from ABC from 1973, and there okay. was a transition. Oh, nice Welcome special-y. to the Japan What Podcast. <laughs> In the news today. 
I love it. Isn't that cool? It, I love that. And yes. it also has the 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 way that when things get recorded again and again and again on yeah, VHS yeah, yeah. or played a lot, right, it has yeah. that side of background that static. Grainy, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. So that def, that uh, I I got my vote. Yeah, yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to ABC News tonight. In the. <laughs> It also kind of like makes me remember that um, mm-hmm. n- news media and entertainment was a lot more fun. Yeah. Th- these days, it's just like panic, panic, racism, racism, yeah. uh, feminism, feminism, not equal, not equal pay. You have to worry about me. Trans rights, trans rights. It's, yeah. it, I'm being bombarded by such like m- mentally deranged activism every day. It's not just a whole bunch of let's let's yeah it's it's bad but it's not the end of the world kind of feeling yeah yeah, yeah. all i can think of when i hear that is abc's wild world of sports mm. the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat <laughs> <laughs> yeah something like that yeah you kind of get in, in on the drama but you you know it's yeah you know you're in on the you drama. know the guy was okay yeah. <laughs> and it's not that serious yeah absolutely cool uh, should we play some songs? Okay. Um, I wanted to know, uh, should we talk up here the song or, or the Cherry Blossom? Uh, we were talking a little bit okay. about... Okay, well, we can do Cherry Blossom. All right, why don't yeah. we do that? We were thinking a little bit. Oh, is it a story? Or um, are we reading that? Do you want to... Uh, how about you do the read, and okay. then I'll play the clip. Sounds good. All right. All righty. Oops. Let me get there. All right. The start of cherry blossom season is declared in Tokyo. Declared. Japan's meteorological agency has declared the start of a cherry blossom season in Tokyo. Agency officials confirmed on Saturday afternoon that at least five blossoms had opened on the benchmark tree of the Some Yoshino uh, variety at Yasukuni Shrine in central Tokyo. The declaration came 12 days earlier than average. It was the earliest since statistics began to be kept in 1953, but the temperatures plunged in Tokyo on Saturday. Mm, this is from a week ago, but... I yeah. feel like to declare it, it, I don't know, like declaring the blossom season over From Yaskuni Shrine. Yeah, yeah the I war, know, right, the there you go. memorial yeah. shrine, yeah. These, these cherry blossoms have war crimes yeah, on their I know. hands. There's a declaration of, yeah. And then five, at least five blossoms had opened. <laughs> like, <laughs> Well, I guess that settles it. I, now I want to know more about this tree. Yeah. There must be some sort of massive significance to use this tree at this Yaskuni shrine for yes. a reason. I wonder if like some sort of sacred text is buried at the feet of this tree, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm waiting for somebody that wants to delay it for like their own purposes, like coming in and like spraying like adhesive on the buds so they don't actually blossom. Like something. Oh, yeah. Sakura terrorism. Sakura terrorism, yes. Yes. They have declared. Hanami Minai. Hanami Minai, there we go. Hanami Nai. <laughs> well, Hanami Nai parties. <laughs> but this year, there's a kibosh on the whole thing. Oh, okay. Unfortunately, I, you know. People in Tokyo have been enjoying the cherry blossom season at a popular viewing spot, but in a different way to usual. More than three million visitors flock to Eno Park every year to admire the cherry blossoms. But this year, organizers cancelled an annual festival. People have been asked to refrain from having gatherings in the park due to the coronavirus threat. It's enough fun to only take photos of the cherry blossoms. The world has been dominated by negative news these days, but I enjoy the cherry viewing and the feeling of springtime. The flowers lifted me up. I'm happy I could come here. Officials in Tokyo are asking the public not to hold parties in any park run by the metropolitan government this blossom viewing season. A little more of that self-quarantining, you know, just don't do it. Maybe walk around a little bit, then go home. Yeah, um, personally, I, I I'm not a fan, so I, it doesn't bother me at all. So. You don't like Chahadami season? No. What? I. What type I, of gaijin are you? Typical, apparently. No, um, I I I'm not a person that likes boring. to be. A, yeah, I'm boring. Okay, I'll no, go with that. Your, your <laughs> Twitter is boring gaijin. <laughs> there you You're go. At boring gaijin. What type of gaijin are you? <laughs> 
Um, That's Tom sorry, Molesky, I missed that. Yes, Boring Gaijin on <laughs> Twitter.com. Give him a like. Give him a follow. Thank you very much. No, um, I prefer walking, but with Hanami, I prefer to be completely alone um, and watching it. I, I really don't like hanging out with a lot of people, drunk people around me. I see. Yeah, it, it just annoys me. And it, it, people that are amazed by it year in, year out kind of kind of pushes me away. I don't want to say too much about it, but I'm just like, really? Right, yeah. Is it that much different from last year? Like, I have a group of people that I only meet for Hanami. Okay. And we've been doing it for about 10 years. All right, that's it's awesome. It's the only time when we go to a, a local place. Yeah. Um, and uh, we bring, you know, wine and okay. good food and things like that. And they live nearby, yeah. this Hanami place, and we go and open up some more wine after that. I'm more on board with that. Yeah. I'm saying, like, it's going chill. to, like, Yoyogi Park or something. Oh, no. Oh, God, I just... Oh, no. Yeah. I, I went to Yoyogi Park three or four years ago with yeah. a guy who was visiting in town. Yeah. And uh, it was pretty brutal. Um, yeah. It's kind of interesting because everybody has their mats. Yeah. Their, their their leisure sheets, right, leisure right. sheets, yeah. And I put like eight aonis into a bag. Aonis are an IPA. Yeah, yeah, sure. And I walked with this guy through the park, like yeah. just following the the cracks between people's right, tarps. Right, exactly. That's that's and the, the, the just the, drinking all of these beers with underneath all these hanamis with all these really drunk people around. It was kind of bizarre in a way. Yeah, I've been to um, uh, yeah, a couple work parties like that, and I think. A lot of people enjoy having people nearby enjoying the the um, the hanami without actually having to communicate with them, but just being in that kind of festive atmosphere. But I get, I yeah, it turns me off. I get it, yeah, especially when people start hanging like their country's flags off of the trees and Yogi yeah, Park and shit yeah. like that. Yeah, I, yeah, I, any yeah. of that. Okay, yeah, yeah, big. Big gaijin gatherings of people who've been here for six months. You're right. I'm I'm skipping <laughs> on that. Pass. pass. Hard pass. Very hard pass. <laughs> it's, we're at the 40 minute mark. We haven't even played any songs. Oh, I think we need some music then. Too, Excuse man. me. Sorry. What do you got? And um, these are some old friends of mine. Actually, the band's called Rokushiki, and uh, it's the song is called Roku Denashi Disco, which actually translates to Bastard Disco. Nice. Hope you enjoy it. And that was Rogue Shiki. This was a band that I actually uh, learned about in 2011. Um, they played a show with Melise, actually. And um, the person that was uh, helping to do PR for Melise was actually a fan of them as well. I love them. I took all my friends to see them, and we were all like, why isn't this band bigger? I was just thinking the same thing. Yeah. That, that track was bombing. Yeah. By bombing, I mean blowing. Like, yeah. By blowing, I mean awesome. <laughs> I mean, it was like I mean, my I mean, mind. <laughs> yeah, it was actually, sucky. It was like toilet. <laughs> no, it was really good. I was listening to the whole thing. I don't know why I can't compliment it. Um, the the person that made the they have a music video out for it that's also phenomenal. It's a stop motion about um, like a modern day Alice in Wonderland. Um, it's actually a, like a Japanese 
high school student that falls asleep and is into like an Alice in Wonderland scenario that is done with live people, but they're done in stop motion. Oh, cool. It was amazing. And like, it was a video that I watched constantly. And I think it has like under 2,000 views. And this was more than seven years ago this wow. was put out. So check it out. If you can, um, Roku in its uh, katakana, Roku Denashi Disco. Check out that video. Give it a like. Give it a comment. Tell them. This was an amazing band that actually broke up because just nobody followed them. I actually used to send their tracks along with Molises to like little radio stations that I knew. I said, play these guys. These guys are awesome. And um, they actually introduced me to Aeronauts also. The, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, those got, bands all hung out together a few years back. I think the record labels just decided we're not going this direction right. anymore and we're going to do yeah. AKB48 and uh, yeah. that's it. Yeah. Sorry, guys. We're, we're middle management and we're deciding what people uh, get now. Well, it's funny that they would get more airplay out in the States from little college you know, college radio stations than they would get, ever get here. Yeah, that, that song was super tight, really yeah. interesting, taking yeah. you on ways you wouldn't think the song would normally go. Right. Cool bass lines. Yeah, and it's again, awesome. phenomenal live. Like, like you're just at the end of the set, your heart's beating. You're like, oh wow, that was something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, it's, it's really a bummer, and that's what the reason. One of the reasons I stopped doing a lot of live music as well. Yeah. It's uh, just there's the market for it and the investment it takes. It's yeah, kind of crazy. Actually, could I mention that the Hi. members? Thank you. Um, actually, broke off into two separate bands, and uh, let me just mention there. Ah, yeah, that's right. Ah. One is in Tokyo, and it's called the I Love You Orchestra, mm-hmm. and then another one went off to I, I forget where in Kyushu, but um, it, they started a band called the Hoi Dolls. And uh, Hoi Dolls are coming out with a new album soon. So. The Hoi Dolls, yes. Yeah. 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 I got a song. This guy's name yeah. is Ryan Boisel. Um, right. He's a Canadian guitarist, and this is an instrumental track. And this is called City Bound by Ryan Boisel. I asked him to email me the song. He didn't, so I'm streaming it off of Spotify, which is not the best. Okay.
And that's City Bound by Ryan Boisel. He's a Canadian guitarist based in Tokyo, and he has some students in Canada, too, with his guitar school. City Bound by Ryan Boisel. Streaming on Spotify on the Japan Web Podcast. Very nice. I really like that, actually. It reminds me of... a. The first thing I thought of was actually a like Quincy Jones kind of style, like his instrumentals. Often, like he would make for like theme songs for shows and okay, stuff. It reminded yeah, me a lot. Yeah. Even like, uh, do you remember Sanford and Son? Yeah, it, it had a little of that vibe to me. He I, I, he emailed me this. Uh, he didn't. He messaged me this song yeah. on uh, Facebook. And okay, I listened to it. And he said he was going for a Wolfpack feel. Oh, Wolfpack. Okay. Um, sure. And then I said, well, you know, it, that country style guitar in there, that twang, yeah. was yeah. an interesting thing. He said, yeah. I had that idea came to me. I wasn't going to pursue it at first, but I've been, then I went with it. Yeah. And I was like, good choice. That was it, a good choice. It yeah. makes it, it differentiates it from, from yeah. other similar sounding uh, kind of funk songs. Yeah. That more bluegrassy feel to it, but didn't go with the, with the harmonica. That was interesting too. Yeah. <laughs> but no, no, no. I mean, like, honestly, like I was thinking, had harmonica no, there. no, I, I'm, I'm actually not using it was kind of good. Cause that's kind of what I w- almost expected. I see. But I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah. Me too. Definitely check that out. Oh, Not a bad day. Again, what's with all of this good music not being in the mainstream? Right, yeah. It pisses me off. Support it. Because I I grew up mm -hmm. thinking that we're with like... what was that 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 first thing that made it Napster? Yeah, I thought like Napster, self publishing. Yeah. We're all going to be living in this world with amazing music everywhere. It leveled the playing field, right? Yeah, so. and then everything just became boring, corporate horseshit. Like, there's never any interesting music playing in any shopping centers. You mm. go into family marts or convenience stores, and it's just like automated Muzak. It's not even well, good. Like, this song is not offensive, and no. it can be played anywhere. Imagine yeah, walking around with this type of music in our ears. But no, we can't have it for some reason. Don't you think it re- kind of reflects society, though, where it's not about who does it the best. It's the person who says they do it the best. Yes. It's Projection. a lot of, I mean, it's all about that. Like, the people that are focused on making this kind of music aren't focused on promoting this, this music. That's right. And that's how why we don't find it. Mm-hmm. And word of mouth is great, but when you have an ocean of music, it's easy to get swallowed up in it, you know? Yeah, no kidding. But um, if I can use it... away with the tide. If I could segue a tiny bit... Hmm, um, of course. Next week, I'm doing my little DJ event at T's Lounge with Sawakato um, DJing. I will definitely, um, when she's done with her set, I would love to play this song on uh, at T's and maybe share it with the people that come down because I, I really enjoy it, and I know the, um, the master would love it too. All right. Yeah. Ryan, if you email me that song, I can get it into more hands, okay? Yes. Okay, bud. <laughs> All right, bud. Go for a rip. Uh, you so okay. What happened with the Malise? Okay, thanks actually for bringing that one up. Um, this is they're just a, I think a victim of the coronavirus. Actually, <laughs> it's they're so um, weird how this thing is everywhere. Yeah, it affects everyone. Basically, what happened was their flight. Uh, they had to go through Hong Kong, so it was um, canceled. Ping pong with their ding dong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, regardless, the flight was canceled. Yes, so um. And they uh, decided that they would just delay their U.S. tour. It was going to start in April, but they, since most things are being closed down anyway, the, a lot of their shows probably would also be canceled. So they're going to put it off to an um, undefined. They're not quite sure when they're going to schedule it. They'll, they will be back in the U.S. They're just kind of playing it by ear and waiting to see what opens and what they actually can do. So um, they're going to stick around here for a little bit longer. And uh, we were actually kind of discussing what, so we have like maybe an extra month of time. They can play shows, but would it be smarter to just kind of focus on promoting as much as you could online? What would you think? Regarding that, I know some other people that have had their tours uh, inconvenienced by the PSYOP. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) the PSYOP, right. Uh, The virus. Um, Some people are doing um, Instagram Lives. Okay. That, as yeah, a that's way a good to one. promote, uh, some people are doing like um, YouTube, where you can mm-hmm. donate money through super chats. Okay. If you want, uh, some people are taking requests on Facebook Live, mm. things like that. So there are ways to do live performances. 
it can also be a way to test out doing live performances. Yeah, this that's because it's so possible to have your sound sound like garbage with right. a lot of these compressions and yeah, a lot sure. of the microphones that you're using not being very good. Not you, you are, right, Tom, right. but I mean yeah. you people generally. In general, right. Um, so if you can manage to sample some good microphones yeah. and then figure out how to position the smartphone correctly mm-hmm. and do some live streaming or live promotion yeah. on the social media platforms, it's a way to test out yeah. these these new ways of distributing music so you yeah. don't necessarily replace the tour with the Facebook Live, but, but yeah, use this as a right time now. gap yeah. to understand how you can use these platforms to your needs instead of these plat- you serving the platform's needs, right, if that right. makes sense. Well, Melissa actually at one point did, um, did a live concert for their last album opening, I forget, uh, actually uh, two or three years ago before that, and um, they did it on Periscope. I think it was. Yeah. I haven't worked Twitter. with it too much, and um, and uh, one other platform. So they actually have some experience, and they know some studio people. So that would be a great idea, actually. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, so, yeah. And awesome. That's what I would suggest. And you have to take the hit. First of all, yeah. you're taking the hit. Right. Second of all, how do you pivot so you 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 get hit at the least amount as possible? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Just minimize that damage. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then use it as a way to invest that time into understanding something new. Yeah. yeah. If you hunker down and study something, that's mm-hmm. generally the best way to handle these types of situations. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's more of an experimental time. That's all. Yeah. Great. I wanted to bring up a couple of other things, if that's okay. Um, <laughs> Um, I wanted to mention a couple, uh, well, one event coming up as well for our show of the week. Um, this one is going to be on Thursday, March 26th in the uh, Ruby Room in Shibuya. Have you been there recently? Ruby Room, Shibuya? Not recently, but I've been there a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's a good, fun place to go. Yeah. Um, actually, this one is called Bellyache Number 6, and the uh, organizer and main performer is Koji Tomura. Oh, okay. Koji, um, and he is playing this time with... Uh, arr, arr. <laughs> Not dogs, but the uh, infinite sadness. It's called Koji Tamura and the Infinite Sadness. Is that his side project? That I he's... guess he's going through a shoegaze phase. I don't know. Oh, okay, maybe, maybe I haven't actually heard them, but uh, Koji's good, and he's always he always brings it. Yes, he does. He gives everything on stage. I know he does. that. Yeah. He does. Um, so you should definitely go check that out. I also wanted to mention that um, our good buddy Umechan Takashi Umemiya from the Comrades has announced that now they are doing a five-day schedule from now on through their um, their little production studio, Outcast Studios. So if you want, um, every Monday they're going to do an episode of The Beach House. Every Tuesday they're going to do an episode of The No F and Host Show. Wednesday is going to be his wife Wade's show, Chatalog, which is kind of the old uh, VJ, like MTV VJ-style show. Uh, Thursday, he's got another radio show called Cruisin'. And then on Friday, he has his uh, commentary show, The Resistance. So if you're on Facebook, look up Takashi Umemiya and the Comrades or Outcast Studios, and you'll find the whole... He does he uh, live streams everything. So you should definitely check those shows out. I am the king of the ring. <laughs> it's a good tuna, but I think I paid too much. That's my favorite one, the last one. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Yeah, he's he's trying to kick it, like uh, kick it into high gear, eh? He really is. He's really trying to do kind of uh, like his own full channel of of shows. Um, yeah, he even well, it's on, man. Channel wars are on. We're gonna kick your ass with this podcast, mother funsters. <laughs> um, no. Yes, exactly. No. Yeah, <laughs> I'm on the podcast anytime. Actually, Taka, you're good. So yeah, um, who knows what new shows may be coming down the the line with that? So I know he wants to increase as many, get as many people doing their own projects to put into Outcast Studios as he can. So all right, it's cool shit. Yeah. Now, what would you say if you wanted to uh, promote this show more and make a commercial that you'd put on uh, another podcast? How would you advertise it? Uh, I would say. Um, it would be uh, 
uh, out with the politics, in with lifestyle. Out with insight, in with... Outsight. Outsight, right. There yeah. we go. <laughs> well, our, our buddies at the No Borders, No Race podcast through the Boston Bastard Brigade, a friend of mine, Evan, said whenever we wanted to put together a commercial and advertise it on his podcast, we are welcome to. We oh. have an open door for that. So... I figured we'd at least mention his podcast because it's awesome and he's always helped me out and uh, a lot of the bands I like. So, and maybe just discuss what we should do for the commercial to as lead in for the commercial. Hmm. Audio only or do we have video? We have audio. Audio only. Yeah, audio only. Uh, we would need some sort of um, sound, you know, going on. Um, well, we could do this. We're doing it live. We're doing it live. We'll do it live. Um, so if I was going to do this, I would probably put in some of these effects. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, nice. Oh. He's so, plugging into his laptop. Japan Wood Podcast. Coming at you, the only podcast bringing you the knowledge that you cannot get anywhere else because we believe in something called musical freedom. In space, where there is no border, where there is no race, exists the Japan What Podcast. How's that? I think we need video of it. Watching you just <laughs> improvise, that was amazing. I, I am enthralled. I, did, I was going to say something like, wow, this is just... <laughs> May I just say I really enjoyed watching you do that? Oh, <laughs> yeah, not bad, that, huh? Not bad at all. <laughs> you don't need me on this show, Jesus. <laughs> so something like that is what I was going for. Okay, yeah. I like that. I like mm. the impending doom kind of vibe. <laughs> That is the plugin I, I uploaded here on, <laughs> on, on my Logic Pro X uh, on my MacBook Pro here. Okay. Well, um, uh, we could cut that out and send it to him. We could maybe have a rehearsal. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you do? I'm not sure. I, would, I, I think I would keep it kind of like the intro, actually. Yeah. It, I mean, not as interesting, but... but and then do a record scratch and be like, no, 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 and cut into yours with the kind of visions of doom. Oh, yeah, record scratching. That's a great idea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The needle scratch we... like that. No, we don't have it. I don't have it on my phone anymore. It's okay. It was something I just wanted to bring up on the show and, and get like your first impression just you know raw. I wanted to see it. And it was worth it. I, I think it paid off fully. Like, hmm. <laughs> Not bad, right? Yeah, no. I like I said, I enjoyed that. I'm not good at it. it's musical typing. I know it's music. I'm I'm just again I'm fascinated. He's turned his his keyboard into a like a synthesizer. Harpsichord's a good choice. I think it's Procol Harum, Whiter Shade of Pale, a little bit, plus, crossed with the old MBC. Dun, dun, dun. This is the heavy metal organ. There you go. Anyway, <laughs> so stupid. It's a work in progress. We will. Stage the thing two is, will be it's next so show. addictive. I just oh, go yeah. on these things for hours sometimes these days. Oh, no, it's good, I, though. I got a MIDI keyboard, and I'm yeah. like, just, I'm like, okay, I'm going to play uh, this is Space Alien Vader yeah. you know, theme song or something. Know, it's stupid. No, 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 <laughs> it's not, though. That's cool. I, 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 I'm, again, I, I found that just really interesting to watch your creative process happen musically <laughs> as someone who's not a musician, you know? Yeah. Crazy, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Another rabbit hole. Another rabbit hole. <laughs>
Oh, no. Oh, we got to plug in. No, wait. We'll do it live. Do it live. Leave that in. The thing is, once you get into these doing it live. Tim Hirschner of it's, Cincinnati. It's uh, hard to get back on track. It is, yeah. You know, because now my mind is in, in this hot air balloon. It's because creative. he can fill it up with everything he needs to fill up his hot air balloon. <laughs> uh, do we got time? We got. I would like to do. Let's finish on Society yeah. 5.0. Okay, let's do it. The fourth industrial revolution will enable us to create a new society. So that's the Japan uh, government releasing Japan Society 5.0, and they want to um, put all of these you know new technologies into place: yeah. wireless technologies, 5G, and so on. This one is called. Um, uh, NEC, mm-hmm. which is yep. a Japanese company, yep. the spy camera draws its power from fluorescent light tubes. Oh, um, wow. And so this is a camera that you attach onto the side of a fluorescent light, and enough electromagnetic um, wow. power can be drawn, captured, in. drawn yeah. into the camera to power it. Just from that. Just, just from that. That's amazing. Uh, I've oh. seen other prototypes where the camera is installed into the light itself. Oh, wow. And this is going to be used for security, so that security guards get, you Finger know, quotes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and what can happen is you can uh, have it triggered by sound over a certain decibel. The camera turns on. Then with AI cameras that can identify actions, people, um, suspicious activity. Sure, sure. And if certain activity is detected, it turns that into code, which is very little memory, right, right, yeah. and it sends that code through a Wi-Fi transmission to a server, to a security uh, guard and operation center somewhere yeah. that can then look at what's happening through a high-speed, uh, low-latency camera feed okay. and analyze if, 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 if it's a dangerous situation or not. Wow. Like, it's 50% fascinating, 50% really worrying. <laughs> I know. Well, like, the, if if you see this image that I'm showing you here, it's like it it looks like a camera has obviously been attached to the side of a fluorescent. Yeah, light. right. Yes. But the ones that are coming out now, the camera is built into into the light into, into the light itself. So you wouldn't notice it at all. Yeah, you wouldn't notice it. It would just be like a black circle. Oh It'd dear. be like a tiny black circle above you, where you're never really looking in the first place. Yeah. Wow. Well. So At least it doesn't waste energy. <laughs> that's Japan Society 5.0. The fourth industrial revolution will enable us to create a new society. Where cameras can identify you with facial recognition from fluorescent tubing. Eat your Soylent Green. <laughs> Soylent Green is COVID-19! There we go. All right. We break it here first. We break it here first, <laughs> and that's it. Well, I think that's been a pretty full episode. I think we've covered just about everything. Yep. Spy cameras, the, the effects of the plague, uh, and independent music. Excuse what more me, could you teacher, want? May, may I be excused? My brain is full. <laughs> <laughs> no, sit down. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening, everybody. You, Japan What listeners, uh, we always appreciate you. Please uh, tune in next week again for our next episode. Thank you. Stay healthy and uh, have a great day. Day, 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 day. I wear my mask and wash my hands after going home. Die, 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 die.